I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Well, wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. What is everyone doing this October? Have you been doing some fun Halloween stuff? I definitely have. I went to Halloween Horror Nights and I went to another really fun maze out here and um, there's definitely more stuff I want to do, but I'm probably going to save the pumpkin carving until like day of because last time we did it, they legitimately rotted overnight because this is California. So saving that, but I did find somebody to make my Halloween costume for me. Thank the Lord. She is doing an incredible job. I have a fitting tomorrow again um, to look at it. This is the first time I've ever had somebody make a Halloween costume for me. So I'm really freaking stoked. Um, It's going to be so good. Yay. Anyway, I hope you're doing some fun Halloween stuff. And speaking of spooky things, kind of in the same area there. Uh, I will be on the podcast Somewhere in the Skies this week, talking all things alien abduction, the movie that I was in. (laughs) Not just alien abductions, but you know, the actual movie. Uh, So check that out. It's called Somewhere in the Skies. I had a great time doing a little video for Ryan over there. And uh, yeah, if you like aliens, you should listen to that podcast. Today on the show, we have Anastasia Washington. I had the best time talking with her, a 
incredible woman and just a force. And I'm so stoked to see what she does in her career. So here is my conversation with Anastasia Washington. And welcome to the show, Miss Anastasia Washington. Hi, everyone. (laughs) How are you on this fine day? I'm good. It's very cloudy in LA, which I love. (laughs) I know, right? I woke up and I was like, oh my God, please stay this way all day. I just want to wear a sweater and like nothing else. I just want to be, I have a glass of tea right here. I'm ready to just curl up. Yeah. Watch the rest of Squid Game and Baking Champion and just uh, never move. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm with that 100%. 100%. I'm ready for that. Um, Yes. Squid Game, where are you in it? Because I just finished it the other night and my brain exploded. I just finished it, but I really think I might re- <laughs> rewatch. <laughs> I might. I might do yeah. it. <laughs> it was it was one of those shows. I haven't had a show like affect me that much in so long where I was just sitting there going, oh, God, can I watch the next episode? Like, can I do it? But then you I have know. to because you want to. You like want to know what happens. But still. For sure. And I'm a big fan of that, like, genre. Um, like, I am a big fan of, like, Battle Royale, which is a Japanese uh, mm-hmm. series of horror films that is kind of, kind of like it, but not. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I like that kind of, like, uh, you know, putting people in extreme situations and seeing if people will be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, Kind of like auditions. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're talking to those of you who try to psych us out. exactly i see you (laughs) you, damn it um yeah i don't know about you but that marble episode just like my anxiety levels were so high i was like i i stopped it multiple times because i was like i can't take this i can't take this the marble episode and then i would say um the like i want to call it like a chess board but it's like glass yeah yeah, yeah. The bridge. I was like, are they playing chess? I don't understand. Where... <laughs> it's like, what childhood game is this? I don't remember stepping on glass. <laughs> I know. I think it was, what was that one where you like, um, hopscotch? I think it was trying oh, to be hopscotch. like hopscotch. I mean, if that makes head. sense. Because I was like, mom, you never let me uh, walk on glass. Right. This is not, <laughs> unless it's like a Korean something that I'm totally messing up by saying it's hopscotch, but. To me, that's what it represented. I mean, that makes more logical sense than my thought process. So I'm going to go with yours on that one. I love For that. sure. Oh my gosh. Oh okay. My gosh. Well, enough of the squid game. Um, yes. Okay. I want to talk to you about you uh, because okay. that's why we're here. Um, so tell me a little bit about what got you started in the industry? I mean, obviously you have like a thousand jobs within the industry. You're one of those badass women who just takes on it on everything. And I love that. Um, so what, what got you started in it? Like what made you say, Oh, I'm an entertainer and I have to do this now. Um, so I started as a kid actor. Um, I apparently was very, uh, I don't want to say annoying, entertaining, (laughs) um and I wouldn't stop like tap dancing and singing and and there's this moment where my my parents took me to a uh, to an amusement park and we're supposed to be watching the show and of course I decided to just like perform instead and then when people like 
clapped and applauded for the show i took a bow and my mom was like all right so <laughs> like let's get her an agent um and so then i did and i i worked uh, pretty steadily through my childhood and it's just i've never not known that i wanted to be an entertainer yeah like uh i just didn't know I just never know what that's going to look like from the day to day. Right. I just right. roll with it, <laughs> roll with the times, roll with what I can create and what I can do. Um, Cause I think that's what you have to be. I know a lot of people are like, just, just focus on one, which is a, you know, it's a great strategy for some people, right. not exactly where I uh, like to be. Um, I like to be busy. I like to keep active and try different Same. things and you know, to each well, their own. <laughs> and I think I think it's like, you know, the times have changed so much. You can't rely on, you know, just hoping that you'll get lucky one day. You just can't rely on that anymore. Because it used to be much more common. People, you know, would come out of nowhere and all of a sudden have like this amazing career. But that doesn't happen as much as it used to. So Right. Especially with, you know, social media and, and the ability now to create our own content and release it for the world to see, there's really, I don't see a reason to not have a multi multifaceted career at this point. Like, Agreed. if you're an artist, and, you're an artist. Yeah, I agree. And I think also coming from being a child actor and singer, I, I there was a point in my life where like I had to start making decisions for myself and I was like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Like, <laughs> do this? wait, my mom doesn't come to auditions with me and yeah. I have to be alone on set. And there was this like, uh, like loss of uh, like, you know, I had so many elements controlled for me. And then mm-hmm. there was like, oh, I can, I, I can do something about this. Like, I don't have to sit and wait and see mm-hmm. if somebody makes this decision for me. I can make this decision for me. And if nobody's calling, I can pick up a phone and call or I can I can make something. I can right. do something that shows something about me off. Um mm-hmm. and I can and I can broaden my community, which I think is so important. Like it's just essential to uh say yes to things. Yeah. Not just not to like to the point where you're getting taken advantage of but to, to, to say yes, because one day you're going to need that help, too, on your project. And right. you'll have people. You'll have a community. Um, well, and that yeah. even goes back to, you know, just filmmaking in general. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at somebody like Judd Apatow, who has created this community of people that he consistently uses because that's yeah. his group. That Those are his people. Those are his friends. And James Gunn is doing the same thing right now with his films where it's like, Yes, you see the same people, but he also adds in new people, but he he's found those people that he enjoys creating with, which if you don't enjoy creating with who you're with, then it's kind of silly anyway. Well, and that's so true. Like the it's it's such a laborious um, work of love to make a film, right? Mm -hmm. It's great. We're lucky to do it. But also it's a lot. You know, and yeah. um, and I do see a lot of like male uh community makers, and I hope that we see more female community makers, and I hope I'm yeah. one of those female community makers, um, as we see more opportunities for females 
in the industry. And as we get higher up, I want, I want those community builders like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, very good at making community. Oh, very good. You know? Well, and at you're seeing it Banks, now with like, so good at oh making my God, community love, love, love. for comedy. Yeah. Um, and you're seeing it with like Ava DuVernay right now too, with mm-hmm. her entire platform that she's built as well for all of these crew members to be able to come together and build that community, which is exactly. really inspiring. She's like the coolest woman in the industry right now, in my opinion. But she's like so inspiring with with the stuff <laughs> yeah. like that she's doing constantly to like make a more inclusive, diverse community full of people that can fight for themselves as well. And we're not just all relying on like some dude to make a decision for us. We're like saying, Hey, we're going to do it. Exactly. And I think, um, that is one of my main focuses is to find, find those like community members that I can be around. And I've found some really great communities like who ha ha Elizabeth Banks, who ha ha is mm-hmm. like a great place for comedians. I have met so many amazing creators and women through that platform. Mm. Um, and the woman of color list, always lifting each other up, getting mentorships and hustling. And I'm like, there are people out there. There is mm-hmm. communities for women out there, like women in film. It's another one, you know, like love them. these are ones that we can get involved in and we can help each other and we can broaden this community and we can hire each other. And, yes. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's, that's where I, I want to be. Like I, I want to be in these communities. I want to, um, I want to bring us up together. I've met so many amazing people through through them. I mean, it's scary. I'm not gonna lie. You know, you're you're a woman. And you're going to these like different community events, and you're like, oh, I'm like, where do I do, do I talk to people? Like, what do I do? You know, <laughs> it's always great to go with somebody else, but you can't always yeah. do that. You know. Yeah. Um, but I'm annoying, and I'll start a conversation with people. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, I, I like envy that. I envy <laughs> that. I like your shirt. I don't know. You just try something. You're like, your earrings are great. That is the best way to start a conversation. Your earrings are great. I love something, those. Something, something. Then, then you, you know, like, I don't know. And you started off on like a good note. Like, and I always wear, I, I like to wear statement pieces. Like I wear shirts that say something or big earrings or something. Mm. And I'm hoping that somebody will be like, oh, so you know, you're pulling people nerdy. in. Yeah, I try. I try. I sometimes do it. Like, or, you know, like, like uh, it like nerdy elements that you know like if somebody gets my nerd reference I'm like yes you are my oh you're a good one you're a good one yeah (laughs) I mean I I I kind of felt like as a kid from the very start like just being biracial and being like a kind of like uh what are you is like the biggest icebreaker I always get (laughs) like Mm. people just walk up to me and be like what are you we were talking no way (laughs) you're like like, well, at least we're talking. <laughs> I can't believe that people actually do that. That is such a bold choice to make. Oh my god! Literally last night, I was at a comedy show, and these people were discussing, and they were like, "We have a, we thought you were Irish and black," and I was like, "Well, you're right. Thank you." <laughs> I'm like, dude. But they talk to me and they're like, oh, so you're a stand-up comedian? Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. And then they go into the weird questions. We're like, okay, how black is your father? Which one? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know, honey. Like, thank you. Follow me on Insta. (laughs) Oh my God. Follow me on Insta. I'm now going to leave this conversation. Goodbye. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Holy shit. But listen, it started a conversation. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, it did. Yeah. Is it the conversation you want to be in? Is the question. I mean, listen, I don't mind talking about stuff like that as long as you come yeah. at me in a nice way. Like, I don't right. mind. I think it's important for uh, me, like, being biracial to kind of bridge those gaps and talk to people mm. about stuff that they're, I mean, I'm, like, listen, I didn't choose to be this way, but right. it is a, it's a great, it's a great position to show empathy and to give people, you know, a platform to ask their questions, hopefully in a safe way and hopefully in a respectable way. Exactly. And discuss <laughs> it. Um, it doesn't always happen that way. And that's yeah. fine. Um, but I think that's why I got into entertainment in the first place is so that I could have um, conversations like that and, 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 and have teachable moments be fun you know, especially yeah. in comedy, just be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, when you ask things like that, when <laughs> <laughs> you do this, just so you know, don't, don't, but also now that you're here, we can talk. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Um, and I just think like, you know, uh, it, being an entertainer, you're just so much more approachable than, than other people. So right. I, I know it's a lot of responsibility on us, but at the same time, I'm like, well, while you're here might as well like educate do some good yeah. yeah you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything you might shop while working eating or even listening to this podcast and however you shop we all know and love the thrill of the hunt but do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals because Rakuten shoppers do with Rakuten they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back and you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that brings me to uh, your one-woman show. Let's talk about that. Fifty Shades of Mixed Confessions of Your Ethnically Ambiguous Best Friend. What a title, first off. 
Um, <laughs> tongue twister all around, and I love it. I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> tell me a little bit about this show. Yeah, I mean, it's the first, it's like reflections of the first 10 years of my life um, as a biracial child in LA and as an actor and it touches on some pretty tough stuff I'm not gonna lie uh Mm. but you know I'm a big believer in reading narrations and taking back your story and uh seeing what good can come of it like you know I I have a friend that always kind of asks this question like what what if you could take away a memory would you do it and I and I I think about Mm. that a lot and I and I and I I don't think I would Like, I think one of the things about going through the one woman show and like writing it and performing it that I got was like, these are things that yes, may be negative and like, God, like sometimes like I wish that didn't happen to me, but at the same time, Mm. I, if I like who I am and I like how I deal with things, I don't have to love that, that happened to me. But I, I, I mean, obviously that's something that happened to me and I'm, I, I, it became me, you know? Right. So it must have been I a don't... very like cathartic experience writing, writing this and going through your emotions kind of by oh, yourself sure. and figuring it out. I mean, that must've been such a, such a like release. Yeah, it was, it was such a release. I, I also think it was interesting when my family or friends watched it. Right. And so oh. like you, they, they, they have their own like view of me and they have their own view of my experiences and, and they have their own experiences. And, and so it was very interesting that like my family watched Mm. and they talked about the, you know, like those memories too. And like what they remembered from it and how they felt about it and how it affected them. And, um, you know, I think it was really interesting because, you know, I am a happy-go-lucky person. I do comedy mostly. Um, and I think people were expecting, like, this is going to just be funny, 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 funny. Comedy yes, show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I will say we did – it dug deep. And there mm-hmm. was some stuff that, you know, people were like, ooh, you know. <laughs> but that's the kind of comedy yeah. I like. I'm like the, ooh. And then I tell you it's okay. <laughs> and you can laugh. And then you're fine. Yeah. It's like I'm okay. See, I'm standing up on stage. I am fine. Right. That's what therapy's for. Exactly. (laughs) Therapy and cake will get us through it all. (laughs) Yes. Oh my god, that needs to be a t-shirt. Can you create that t-shirt? I'll buy it. Yes. I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was such an interesting uh experience I think also another thing that it helped me do was really understand other members of my family you know when I was Mm. starting to do research about like you know like putting up pictures and putting up things to support you know the production I learned a lot about my dad you know really and uh and like you know my dad was like uh a pretty tough like man that brought himself up from the south side of Chicago and made something of himself in a time that it was not okay to to do that as a black man so he experienced a lot but he was also very harsh like he was like a very Mm. like blunt person and I think uh I had my way of dealing with it which is very comedic it's like uh you know like my dad would come in and be like oh my god you have a pimple and are you did you get did you get that job Ah, are you ever gonna and then I'd be like 
then I would honk his nose and I would say, <laughs> you have to say one positive thing before we can continue and then you can go back, you know, like, like and then I was just like, what, you know, that was the way I dealt with it. And then when I was doing research on the show, I realized a lot about like, how that was just like preparation for the world and how they were going to evaluate you and toughening you up and, um, and how he grew up and how, how uh, the things he had to hear and stuff like that. Mm. And I read his poetry and I put it up. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I think I learned a lot about motivations from people as well, which I think is, uh, is, is such a blessing, you know, yeah, to be like, Oh, okay, well now I get it. Like, like I get where you're coming from um right yeah this sounds um amazing and I want to watch it is there a way people can watch it are you gonna put it back up or I think yeah so it's at the white fire theaters uh website I think they're gonna re-release it on digital uh so that you can watch it um I'm not sure the release date for that because we just uh redid it uh, a couple months ago like and put it up um so I think it's going to be on streaming soon soon okay good (laughs) and speaking of streaming let's go over to the other thing that you just did which you acted in directed in wrote and produced disordered yes tell me about this web series that you did so uh, a group of me and my comedy stand-up comedic friends, we realized that we all um, had some kind of disordered eating. We wanted to mm. write this like thing about about uh, eating disorders in a, in a funny way, and uh, and we were started writing it before the pandemic, and then um, well, the pandemic happened, and we're like. Yeah. Oh, we really, really, really don't want to not do it. And I think also we would we would talk about things and we'd be like, God, this is triggering or this is making me feel this way. And like I feel like we have a lot to express right now. So mm-hmm. we we produced it. We did it over Zoom. We we talked about all kinds of disorders, not just eating. Um, and hopefully we made people laugh, but also think about how it looks. Like, I think we mm. have this very uh, small visual of what an eating disorder or disordered eating looks like. Like, you know, oh, yeah. like, you know, there's like this blonde skinny girl that's st- suffering. Yep. And that is true. There are people like that. There's also curvy girls you know um I remember when I like came out to my family as like somebody that was fighting with an eating disorder or or even if I told some of my friends they were like but you are and I'm like yeah so not all of us are successful no I'm just kidding so not all of us are skinny (laughs) um you know it looks like a whole bunch of different things and it's it's you know and I just I I think for me and my fellow writers of Disordered, we wanted to 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 have people uh, know that you could be struggling and look like a variety of things. Um, yeah, and your friend could be suffering, and they could look like a variety yeah. of things. Um, and we really like eventually want to get into male uh, disordered eating too, because I feel like that is such a stigma, and I would love oh love, yeah love, love Huge to get stigma. into that more. Yeah, so. Uh, that is definitely a goal. We we touch on it a little bit um, mm. in season one, but I would love to go deeper. <laughs> I would love to season two, um, baby. 
I guess season two. Uh, yeah. And you know, so far it's, it's, it's done pretty well. We're in the black women in comedy festival that is next week premiering one of our episodes uh where i dragged my mom into an episode uh yes. and that's the episode that is premiering at the festival <laughs> so. Love it. it was it was it was awesome to have her act in it and then she also was like do i say those things i was like well i did write it oh <laughs> But, that's yeah, so no, cool i mean fun. that's like it's such a timely timely subject too with with social media creating such such po- body dysmorphia for so many people yeah. i mean i know i've gone through I, like everyone i know has some form of body dysphoria because mm-hmm. of social media and everything that's kind of pushed on us all the time so this yeah. is a very timely show i'm very excited to to watch it um before we get to your audition story here i just want to give a quick shout out because you were in delicate state with paula rhodes who i had on the show a couple weeks ago and i just want to be like oh my god connection were you at the you were at the premiere no she was on the podcast right before the premiere um so we talked about the movie and the making of it which was so cool it must have been such a fun experience to be a part of it as well Oh my gosh, yes. And like, you know, we come from the nerd world, me and Paula have hosted together for years. And so uh, it's just great to see this journey. (laughs) Like, it's it's awesome. Like, that she. Well, like we were saying earlier, it's the community and and women building community with each other. So that's that's a prime example of it right there. For sure. Yeah. We have each other's back when we need need it, for sure. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Okay, well, on this show, we like to share audition stories that have either gone Mm. awry, the ones that have got away, the ones that have made us cry, and the ones that have made us laugh. Uh, Do you have any stories that you would like to share with the listeners? Oh, gosh, I teeter between the two. Okay, so I I think I have to to say this one that, like, uh, drove me crazy. I I was in a commercial (laughs) audition a few years ago, and... Uh, it was like one of those phone commercials and they're like, bring your phone in, everyone bring their phone in, but put it on silent and use it as your tool for this commercial. Mm. Like that. Yes. You know, use your phone, put it on silent. (laughs) Seems reasonable. Like, yes. Okay. So uh, it was one of those auditions where we are not alone. We're like lined up, like four of us are lined up in there. And we're oh, yeah. doing actions or whatever. This guy answers his phone in the middle of the audition. No. And has a conversation. No. With the person on the phone and like just feel like he's gonna get off anytime soon like literally we're in the middle of a take like we've slated and now they're like okay this is the action blah blah blah. now let's go and he just answers his phone (laughs) it's like yeah i'm in an audition and like i was like yeah like we kind of all are in in an audition (laughs) yeah bro you're in an audition what are you doing I have never seen a casting director get more upset in my life. In my <laughs> life. He was like so pissed. 
and I get it like I just never have seen somebody like casting directors are so like cool you know they're just kind of like whatever I'll note this later this guy lost it on this dude and I was so I was like yeah warranted yeah no yeah he deserves that do it lose it lose your mind lose it so he was like get out blah, 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 blah. and then we did our auditions and I was like there's no way anybody in this room gets a call back all of us got a call back <laughs> so, Stop it. not not the guy not the guy <laughs> not him I don't know if it was like they're like if you could handle being around that and you kept your cool then like we'll bring you back in but right. it was it was pretty funny because I was just like well that's that's just that's just a wash but it wasn't <laughs> Wow. I know. I, I can't like the believe the dude just answers the phone in the middle of an audition room. Not even like the waiting room. You're right. in the audition room. You are in doing your thing in the middle after you've slated and you're going <laughs> to answer your phone? <laughs> it just, I was like, the audacity. Like, I, I mean, the audacity. I gotta say, <laughs> I would never have the courage, uh, well, I would never be that rude, but also like let's call it courage. I would never I would never be able to, <laughs> courage to do that. There's no way. I want to know who he was talking to that it was so important that he answered that phone. Right? Like who was and, it? But who was on the other side? I I you know, I didn't I don't know. Cuz he was like, "Hey, what up? Yeah, I'm in the audition." Okay, so it was clearly you know, not like like an agent or manager like a family lawyer or like anything that would be like you need to answer this no I did not have any urgency I don't think you know and it's so funny because I think like in this new age we get moments like that like I was in a stand-up show over zoom during the pandemic where somebody answered their phone during somebody's set and talked like I was like nah I'm on the yeah I'll be done with this show then we can you want to hook up later okay and everyone was like your phone you're uh, you're not muted you're not you're not muted, you're not muted. sorry you're you need to mute muted. yourself <laughs> and they're oh like God. oh my bad <laughs> I was like, it's okay now we know where you're going later <laughs> yeah now we're all gonna show up and yell at you for yeah. interrupting this set i mean it wasn't my set but i still feel but the still. need to yell <laughs> wow yeah yeah <laughs> I just, I don't think I'll ever be over that. The audacity of that man to just answer right? his phone. Like, like I just don't even know what your thought process is. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't know. I, 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 I just know. don't even know. I don't know either. <laughs> just, just, you're just like, yes, I'm in an audition. And there are three other people that are also auditioning with well, me. I will those, answer like, my phone. <laughs> Those commercial auditions already are kind of awkward because it's like, yeah, we're all standing in a line to do the exact same thing, and yeah. you're watching the other people, and you're like, oh, that was an interesting way of doing it. Oh, he did it that way, and you're like, oh shit, what yeah. am I gonna do? And then you do it, and you're like, oh man, okay. And then you watch more people do it. So then it's right. just like, it's just such a it's such a weird way to audition to begin with. It's already sure. a little uncomfortable, and then for him to just add on to that but you it's know just remarkable. it really did show me how I did not want to audition <laughs> I was like yep but definitely not doing that in my take <laughs> this 
is this is not how I'm going to handle it. I'm going to do something different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very different direction that I'm going to go in. <laughs> oh my god, that is um that's a great story. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. That was fantastic. Uh, I hope people um, learn not to answer their phone during yeah. an audition. But I, I I thought that would be obvious. Before, I mean, but. you would think. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> wow. All right. Well. <laughs> um. Where can people follow you on the social media to follow all of your happenings and doings and things that are going on in your life? Oh, yes. Well, you can follow me at Anastasia W on Twitter and TikTok and at Anastasia Wash on Instagram. Um, also on YouTube, Anastasia TV. And if you want to hear some comedy meditations, Anastasia TV on any of your podcast apps. I've got two meditations out right now and I'm hoping Ooh. to do more. Um, yeah. So if you feel like you want to laugh and be empowered and relax, check them out. Hey, a new <laughs> form of meditation. I dig it. Maybe it's one I can actually get through because I get, I don't know about you. I'm that person who's like, I'm like, I don't know, two minutes in and I'm just like, is it over? Is it well, over? see, and these are is pretty short. Like there's one that's literally just telling you, like listening to you uh, when you have a bad day and just encouraging yeah. you through it. So Love. that that is... It, it, if that's what you need, I'm here for you. We love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I had a blast with you. Uh, it was so, so great to talk to you. And I'm excited to watch your one woman show and your web series and everything else that you have coming out. So thank, thank you again you. for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you again to Anastasia for coming on the show and talking with me. It was so much fun to meet her, and I can't wait to see what she does. And hopefully I get to see that one-woman show soon. Tune in next week. I have somebody really fun from Impeachment on the show. And until then, if you could just give us some love, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, And as always, thanks for coming in. Hello, dear stranger. I'd like to introduce you to something new, or perhaps something very, very old. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine is a horror fantasy medical mystery, following the titular monk turned traveling medical investigator. Follow Radolf as he navigates a nightmare world, in which viruses are gods, and the human race are not their favored children. Steeped in history and an aesthetic that can only be described as a combination of occult academia and laboratory Judaica, the heresies of Radolf Burntwine have been described as Umberto Echo meets H.P. Lovecraft. For more information, check out the Patreon at thorb.info. But take care, dear stranger, for some truths are best left unknown. <laughs>